You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. In the latest response to the COVID-19 problem, President Cyril Ramaphosa of South Africa has unleashed a stimulus package. He did that in an address to the nation last night. Let's find out what the package was and whether it can be implemented with Nazmira Muller, the head of SA Investments at 91 in Cape Town. This is the latest in a line of things, Nazmira, and was it appropriate, first of all? Give me your general impressions first. My general impression is quite positive. Um, We have previously discussed, Lindsay, the need for South Africa to implement a stimulus package at this point in time. And I think this was the government stepping up to do exactly that. And I think it was really important um, that we saw some action because the amount of pain we're seeing in our country um, across um, poor households, and across small businesses um, needs to be alleviated if um, we want to stay something resembling socially coherent going forward. Okay, what was the package before we get to how it's going to be funded? Again, without going into too much detail, 500 billion rand is quite a lot. It's around about 10% of GDP from what I understand. Where is it going to go? So it's 500 billion rands. Not all of that will be spent or certainly won't be spent up front. So it's a combination of spending on healthcare in terms of equipment, protection equipment for the um, frontline health workers and an six-month temporary increase in social welfare grants, mostly targeted at the child support grant, which I think was a very um, clever way to do it. And there have been a group of economists that were recommending that to the president for some time. So that's about 90, and then another 20 billion rand to municipalities um, to alleviate the shortfall in rates and taxes and ensure that they're still able to provide water, transport, um, during this period that we're going through. So it's about 90 billion rands in total in terms of social spending at this point. Then we got 150 billion rands for job protection and income um, supplementary um, supplementation and relief, part of it through the UIF fund. But that will ultimately go into people that were previously employed or um, are currently on short time. And then 200 billion rands into um, a guarantee for loans, affordable loans to small and medium enterprises, enterprises with turnover of less than 300 million rands a year. And then lastly, there was about 70 billion rands in tax deferrals. So that's not a um, tax write-off, it's just a deferral. So there's a timing benefit that will be provided to companies. So what you see is there's quite a lot of this 500 billion rands that is not spending as a starting point, but is also targeted at protecting South Africa's productive capacity, trying to ensure that a lot of our small businesses um, survive this horrific halt to economic activity Mm. and actually are able to employ people on the other side. And then there is um, that very targeted spending to alleviate some of the pressure that we're feeling. When you have a look at the 500 billion and you see the headline, you think 500 billion, that's absolutely fantastic. That's an awful lot of money. But when you see the depreciation of the rand and you see the amount of slices in the cake that you've just described, you realize that 500 billion, while it's a fantastic initiative and it's a big sum of money, it doesn't go that far for very long. 
It doesn't, but hopefully it goes far enough for us in this circumstance to ensure that there is an economic rebound as we get into the second half of the year. Yes, indeed. And that's obviously got to be taken into context as well and married with the lockdown the or the undo of the lockdown. Did he say anything about undoing the lockdown last night? He said he's going to talk to us about that tomorrow on Thursday night. Effectively. Okay, so that was the tagline. So we're talking about the economics on Tuesday night. We'll talk about the undoing of the lockdown. He said it would be based on the latest available scientific evidence that was available. And I think that's really important because there is so much uncertainty around this virus and how it spreads and what the actual infection rate is um, that it's very difficult to come up with any firm um, ideas and facts on this. So it is about using the best available information at that time to make the best possible decision. And I think South Africa is heading for a gradual loosening in the lockdown, starting from the end of April. I'm just looking at uh, one particular website, and it's got one sentence within its report on what happened last night. It says the following, details will be announced in the adjustment budget tabled by the Minister of Finance. So everything that you've just said and everything I'm just reading has got to be ratified and verified. When is that happening as well? Is that also tomorrow? I'm not sure how the political process works. I understand that the National Treasury will be putting out a supplementary set of numbers today. I'm expecting it. Maybe that goes into tomorrow, but I'm expecting it today. Um, But I'm not sure how the process works because the budget itself, as I understand, has yet to be passed. So the 2020 budget that the minister tabled at the end of February um, was still making its way through Parliament. So I think this will just replace that or supplement that. Because what what I think is quite clever is the minister has ring-fenced to this budget, or appears to have. So this won't be um, tagged onto the 2020 budget. The 2020 budget will be amended. The president talked about 130 billion rands in reprioritization from the 2020 budget, which means 130 billion rands taken from areas that it was previously allocated. And that, together with the extra borrowing that they will be doing, um, will form part of the special COVID-19 budget, is my understanding of the situation. A couple of other quotes which I really need to bring into this conversation, Nesmira. It says here, by international standards, the scale of this stimulus package is impressive and according to the IMF fiscal monitor, is on a par with Spain, Canada, Korea and Brazil, impressive partners. Uh, It was intended, and these are the words of Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, I'm quoting him now, to demonstrate that we will not spare any effort in our determination to protect our people and we will do whatever it takes to protect them from this crisis. However, and there's always a however, he added that the period of expansion would be followed by intensive structural economic reforms and a new social compact to reset SA's fiscal position. And as a layman, I say that means, in other words, in the future, we've got to pay for it. Exactly. So right now, it's really urgent that we have fiscal support for the economy. On a 12 to 36 month view, we have to have a cohesive plan to how we are going to get growth going and consolidate the budgets. What will allow us to borrow now is a believable plan to improve revenue, the top line, um, from higher growth, but also, unfortunately, from some tax measures. So there will be tax increases and also curtail expenditure. So one of the things that's still wending its way through the system is disputes from the public sector unions around the wage increase 
that were that they were contractually due in April, and um, that is apparently going to mediation. So the result of that mediation, I think, is going to be important. But I think that into next year's budgets, we're going to see many in the private sector experience wage cuts at the same levels that the public sector um, earns. I would expect to see at least some um, some of that pain being shared in, in the public sector employees as well. Speaking about paying for it, uh, President Ramaphosa said that the funds will be raised both from existing budget resources, which, uh, let's face it, are very skinny, and international funding institutions, including the International Monetary Fund. So the IMF, so we have gone to the IMF after all, albeit in not quite as direct a manner as some people were predicting a couple of months ago. Yeah, so I think the IMF has finally come into play. I'm not sure exactly what's been requested. But at the starting point, South Africa can um, apply to draw down on its SDRs on deposit there. Uh, in total, my understanding is we have three and a half billion SDRs. So that equates to about 70 billion rands at this point in time, maybe a little bit more. Um, there's normally rules on you can draw half in the event of a crisis, but I think those have already been relaxed. So that would be the starting point and the restrictions which come with that are relatively limited. But I would suggest that South Africa needs much more than that from the IMF as a bridging loan. Mm. We should be looking for something in the region of 200 um, or more because I think that in addition to the spending that was announced yesterday, we're going to also face a tax shortfall of at least 200 billion rands this year. So 200 billion rand shortfall plus 100 to 150 extra spending that's just been announced. We need to find 350 billion rands. And um, I think that it would make it much easier if a good chunk of that came from the IMF as a bridging loan. And then as we establish this fiscal sustainability and growth friendly reforms in the country, our ability to issue that into the local bond market would improve considerably. Well, let's hope the IMF can do it, because according to a report that I saw around about 10 days ago, they've got about a trillion dollars to disperse, and they've got about $3 trillion worth in their inbox saying, please, can we have this amount of money? But anyway, that's just uh, anecdotal stuff, uh, probably in sensational headlines from certain publications. Overall, would you say that South Africa has covered itself in a good deal of glory compared to uh, previous years and previous uh, policy misdemeanors, if you like? I think personally, as and I'm a cynic, as you know, Nazmira, that we've actually done rather well, and Cyril Ramaphosa has come to the fore and stepped up to the plate. I don't know how, however many more analogies I can use here or corny phrases, but I think we've done quite well, haven't we? I think we have done quite well. I think he's done a good job. Um, what we need to see is that translating into those structural reforms that Tito Mbaweni has been saber-rattling about for the last six months, actually get it done. And that's really important at this point. Mm. Uh, final question, the market. The market has, or rather the market participants, have taken it quite well. They're quite cautious. They're around a little bit stronger. The bond market, uh, relatively uh, stable. Are you happy that this can build, can sort of stem the, the flow of money coming out of South Africa and um, actually start to build a foundation uh, for something more solid in the future? I think 
that this is a good first step. It's all, It was good to see that there was no expectation of the government creating new institutions or avenues to channel money. They're going to be relying on a combination of existing channels, notably the social welfare grant system, but also the private sector. So a lot of the measures that would address Businesses are going to be channeled through the banking system, which I think is very smart, exactly what should be done. So it all works. We just need to see that happen in other areas in order for South Africa to become an attractive investment destination. Nazmira, thank you very much for your analysis. That's Nazmira Muller, the head of SA Investments at 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.